No, you have to be wet. You, you, you can to, you can still get wet. You, I, I feel you need to be mostly in the water. I would just like throw a bucket of water on you every. Can we like time. clip just the last five seconds as the as the. <laughs> where, I, where I said I feel you have to be episode. wet. <laughs> Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Government. I'm an improv comedian from New York. Still cannot improvise on stage because it's not fucking safe. I don't care what people in red hats say. I listen to science. And I also listen to the lady who's behind it all, who makes it all happen. She's in charge of the beeps, the whoops, the buttons, and the bobs. She is Chelsea Bennington. How are you, Chelsea? I'm... I'm okay. <laughs> I And you're I, very convincing when you say you're okay. I I took a um yeah, I was telling Rick earlier, I texted him because I was doing laundry this morning, like any responsible person would, and my front steps of the apartment building are iced right now. They haven't been uh cleared and I slipped and fell. I tried to grab railing and that only made my arm get hurt and you could just hear me muffled through my mask like god damn it like just trying to get up there was somebody luckily there wasn't a lot of people outside but I was so embarrassed and there was somebody across the street who I saw was gonna start coming towards me and I really didn't want him to so I just like scrapped myself up and just ran into the building and now um, my leg is going to be bruised as shit. I just feel it. I put some ice on it, but mm. I, it's... Well, you could have just laid there if you were going to do that. I thought about it. I know. I was... <laughs> See, when, um, so you, but you're okay. I'm not. okay. I'm just... My, my arm hurts a little bit. My leg hurts. And, you know, luckily, it's not like I'm doing anything, so... That, that's, that's the important bit. See, before... When you just told me you fell on ice, I was about to, like, mansplain bumping and wrestling terms for you, but on steps, that doesn't count. Oh, yeah, because I told you, like, I took a tumble, I think. Yeah. And I was like... Because <laughs> yeah. I've fallen on ice numerous times, and a little bit I know about wrestling is, like, tuck your tin, chin into your chest... And just try to land flat. And that saved me more times than it reasonably should have as a grown adult who's been walking for most of his life. You know, that's funny. I've heard that because I did take uh, stage combat in college because my degree was worth so much. And um, <laughs> and we learned that that was like a safe way to fall too. But I don't use anything I got in my degree in real life. And that's an example. I just, I tried grabbing everything and anything to not fall. And it, all it did was make me fall like, uh, like a starfish. Like just <laughs> my legs and arms out. Speaking of degrees, we're joined by an old friend that we haven't seen throughout this pandemic, but we've loved him. We've missed him. Uh, it's difficult to live without him. He is almost Dr. Tom Rizzuto back on the show. How are you, Tom? Almost doctor is an exaggeration. It's going to be several years, but thank you for that. Um, You're way I'm, ahead of us who have never even attempted to become doctors. I, I guess so. So I'm in that sense, here. you're almost a doctor. <laughs> it's been so long since I've gotten to roast Rick for um, hating things that everybody else in the world loves. So I made sure to be here by my Christmas tree. Which is not an audio medium, so it means fuck all. I have Christmas but we tea. get to take pleasure in it. So okay. I'm wearing Christmas just, socks. Christmas socks. I had didn't Christmas socks on earlier. Didn't need to see your feet, but okay. And I brought my shark underwear for the occasion. <laughs> I'd say I was under the impression to be wearing the shark underwear. I have someone who also person. hates weddings. There's also a photo of you and your lovely bride behind you. Uh, oh yeah, that's this. right. This is not a photograph. Jen actually painted this. Yeah. Oh, that, that's even better. Yeah. From a over by number. the water on the rocks uh near 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 some some shore which is appropriate for this episode oh if you don't think that i looked for sharks in that water when we were taking our photographs you have another thing coming because <laughs> i was just happy to not be invited uh 
Tom and his wonderful wife, Jennifer, know my hatred of weddings. Uh, we've spoken about it. And since they were kind enough not to invite me to their nuptial ceremony, it means they loved and respected my wishes more than members of my own family. And that is why they are my favorites. <laughs> you missed a really good cake. That cake was awesome. I, 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 I can get much cheaper cake at my leisure. <laughs> At a That's as definitely a grown true. Adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy probably feel that pain more than <laughs> But but as 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 Tom intimated, he uh, especially on the previous episode that he was on, he does not like sharks. He's never liked sharks, and so I talked him into watching Jaws <laughs> because yeah, you should uh, enjoy that that wonderful film. So. Uh, where did your dislike of sharks begin? Oh, I'm so happy you asked because I actually remember, I have so many fears, but I actually remember the origin stories of this one. Uh, my, we went to Disney World as a family, uh, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say Rick also does not care for. We went to Disney World. And... I, 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 ambivalent, ambivalent <laughs> towards, like I uh, like roller coasters and critters. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of lines. So. <laughs> Rick, stop talking. Okay. So, I'm going to know. so <laughs> we were, it was my father, my mother and I, um, and we were on the small world ride and I was, I guess, four years old. I know it was before I entered school. So I think I was like four years old and I kept putting my hands in the water and my mom was like, don't do that. Don't do that. And my dad just goes, there's sharks in there. And <laughs> that started my fear of sharks. That's the first time I remember being scared of sharks. Wow. Did you ever hear, just a little side note, did you hear about that guy a few years ago who like lost the tips of his fingers by sticking uh, his hand in the Pirates of the Caribbean water? No. Because it's on, uh, it's on, you know, a, a track, uh, the yeah. boat. And he just stuck his hand in there. It's like a man like in his 50s or 60s. I, and... Uh, yeah, they had to like drain the entire water, like to get it. It was insane. Oh my god! I wish your dad just told you you're gonna lose your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess in a way he did. He was telling you the sharks would take him. But what a what an interesting um, thing to tell your child. I love it. So that that does remind me again. I guess uh, the parents from the old country using fear as a motivator. Uh, Growing up in New York, whenever on those rare occasions my mother would take me into the city via subway, she'd be like, "Stay close to me because a train could be coming and it could hit you and you'll die, or some maniac will push you on the tracks and the train will come and it'll hit you and you die." So I was terrified of trains until I got a job in Manhattan, and that'll and when you have to take it every day, that'll get you over it. So you need to abandon your pursuit of a higher degree and just uh, become a fisherman of some kind or some kind of. Uh, seafaring uh, explorer. There is part of me that does want to dive in a shark cage. Cool. And just see what, I may we'll do as a special Spooky Doings episode. Join <laughs> our budgets up a little bit. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll get you into I don't think, shark infested waters. <laughs> I don't think there's corona in the sea, so we'll find out. Uh, I had, at the very <laughs> least, it could be a, 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 a madcap remake of Deep Blue Sea. I'm all for that. That they don't have a cage, right? Uh, minimal cage. We'll get. It, we'll see how this episode goes, and then we'll see if we'll have you watch another shark movie. Okay. There's more. <laughs> so prior to your watching of Bill, clearly you knew of its existence and yes. its impact on society. So how? Prior to watching it last night, how did you always feel about this film? I thought it would be scarier, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, like, it's a lot of it is just, and this honestly, I enjoy this because I really, I'm not even being facetious here. Like I enjoy being bored. So like, I, there's nothing I love more than watching something that is just going to keep me in one place and have me just not think about stuff for an hour or so. Then I think Jaws was remarkably long as well. But, like, so much of Jaws was just, like, Richard Dreyfuss, who is, a, who is a charming man, like, 
pretending to know what awkward people are like. And also, what's his face? The guy who plays the the chief, just like uh, so many slow scenes, just reminding us our families. Like, <laughs> I remember watching a, a a screenwriting seminar one time, and the guy was like, uh, "The actual action of your movie shouldn't start until fifteen minutes in because you need time to to care about the characters." And I feel I don't know if Steven Spielberg wrote Jaws as well as directing it. I don't know, but uh, he he overdid that because at some point it's like, yes, okay, people have families, and it's sad for their families when they die. Can I see a shark, please? Like the the they it was just so like I, I what kind of sociopath doesn't care about people who are getting eaten by sharks? Like like do they really need? Uh, do I need to watch him make faces at his kid for five solid minutes? Uh, Peter Benchley was one of the screenwriters. He also wrote the novel uh, okay. that it was based on. Uh, years later, uh, he said, uh, after learning what he had about sharks, he never would have wrote the book because he is way off. Does he mean oh, like because... and how violent they are? Yes. Like in his book? And, and, the, and the paranoia that, that the success of this film uh, led to people who are a bunch of bastards just going out and freaking out and trying to kill as many sharks as they possibly could. Yes, kill as many sharks as you can. I have a hot take here that's along with what Tom is saying. I, <laughs> Before I'm we begin saying... with this, I'd like to point out that Chelsea is a vegetarian and seems to, at least prior to just this moment, seem to me to be quite an animal lover. Please continue. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me just pepper in something for you. Another layer of me, I guess, because I am an animal lover. But let's not act like sharks are completely innocent. Remember that surfer girl who lost her arm? Yes. Um, yeah. Shark bit her arm off. There's right. people, sharks are biting people's limbs off, right. maybe not terribly often, but enough to the point where I'm like, okay, let's, let's relax on sharks are all innocent. And again, I'm saying this with like, I went to art school. I took no science classes. I don't know anything other than what plays on shark week. Um, I think they're cool, but it's just so funny when people are like, you know, Sharks are these gentle, gentle creatures. And I'm like, tell that to that teenager. No, no, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's trying to argue that, you know. Oh, no, there are, are definitely people. Gentle creatures. But let, let me play devil's advocate for, for oh. a minute here. As a horror fan, uh, we love. The, the world should be scarier and we need more ways to die. What yeah, is your, what's your, what is your what's point your here? Devil's advocate? No, as a lover of home invasion films, here you got somebody just coming into your house it's an ocean uninvited it's your domain oh and you being of a tiny mind just want to find out if they're delicious the problem with that is the way you taste them the the taste e finds it to be very very painful and then you decide you don't like them and you swim away for whatever you might feel is the equivalent of, I don't know, sea Doritos? I think that America's relationship with sharks is gaslighting. I'm not 100% sure what gaslighting is, but <laughs> it seems to me that every Shark Week or whatever they tell us, oh, come watch Shark Week. We have video of somebody getting his ass eaten by a shark. And then they're like, but, but really, honestly, we can't destroy the sharks. They're such <laughs> part of the delicate marine ecosystem i don't think they are and i'll tell you what because there's no more we've overfished to the point where there's no more fish in the sea so we certainly don't need anybody eating fish also seals are probably delicious so if the world has too many seals we can start eating them and you know what else is delicious sharks i've eaten shark and it is very tasty so i think we should be killing and eat like leave the tuna alone let the tuna repopulate and then kill and eat all the biggest, scariest sharks. In fact, it'll be good for the ecosystem because my understanding of hunting from watching Joe Rogan podcasts is that you have to kill the oldest, biggest animals. Mm -hmm. Well, but I would also say like sharks. with fish, why are we always eating? And yeah, I'm, I'm vegetarian. I, I used to be pescatarian, so I did eat fish. But a lot of people eat like bottom feeder fish, like tilapia, uh, shrimp, 
and all of those like that are disgusting trash raccoons of the ocean and eat the sharks. Yes, eat the sharks. I'm so happy uh, Chelsea's with me on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, what I don't agree with, just because I don't, uh, I don't like this, is when the Joe uh, Rogan podcast is that what you disagree? With? I disagree with Joe Rogan in general, but um, it's more so. I just anyway with Joe Rogan, I'm always going to associate him with Fear Factor and not a stupid podcast. But um, when people uh, take the fins off sharks and then throw the sharks back in alive. Yeah, eat the rest of the sharks. Eat the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kill it. So, yes, eat the sharks. Eat the rich and eat the sharks. Yeah. I also am so happy to be on the episode that starts the feud between the Spooky Doings podcast and the Joe Rogan experience. I'm really excited about starting starting that feud. I've watched so one Joe so Rogan great. episode. Um, and... I thought it was interesting because it took him 40 minutes to introduce his guest. It's like Jaws. Yeah, it's like Jaws. It is. It's exactly like Jaws. It was just Joe Rogan talking to his guest. And I'm like, are you going to tell your listeners who this is? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just having a chat with him. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Before we continue, what are you, gonna, what are you getting your degree in, Tom? Educational leadership. Okay, nothing to do with fish, the ocean, or uh, science. In that of sense. course not. That would require me to be in the ocean at some point. And All right, cool. So not an expert, but moving on. Okay, so oh, from the beginning. Shut up. You're not an expert either. You can't dis... Wait, what's the word? Invalidate our opinions that way. Not an expert, moving on. I think that biologists are a little crazy with the fact that they don't want any animals to go extinct. Do you know how scary the world would be if dinosaurs never went extinct? I mean, really That's think true. this one through. Evolution uh, just, is just, a reason. happens for a reason. I mean, just, come on. Just to qualify, Chelsea, just want to take a shot at Tom. It's been a while since I've oh, that's fair. seen or spoken to him outside of text. You know, that's got to do it. I you may know, be fired up because I thought that the pain from falling in the on the ice was going to make me tired, but for some reason it's just making me more ferocious. And because I'm just trying to shark-like right now. Yes, shark-like. Yes. Sharks can be mean. There we go. You know. Right, so, so from the start yeah. of the film, Tom. Yeah. Uh, uh, what were your initial thoughts with that first uh, attack of uh, the young lady, skinny um, dipping? Whenever I watch a, a movie from the 70s, I also just, I get so fascinated that it was just okay to smoke inside another person's house. Like, that's, that's always my first reaction to a movie from the 70s, that is like, let me just spray some cancer-causing chemicals around your house real quick. And that you were considered rude if you did not let them do that. I think that that's fascinating. Uh, but um, the first scene was... Honestly, I, I hate to say it because Steven Spielberg obviously is doing very well for himself, but I thought yeah, you can knock Spielberg, him. It ain't going to hurt. He's got I a lot. Thought, of fun. I don't want to cause too many fights. I know you got to fight Putin at some point, And then there's Joe Rogan and now Steven Spielberg. Like the, that doesn't even count the fights that Chelsea's going to have. Yeah. We had Marilyn another Manson one going on with Marilyn Manson. Eli Roth. And Eli Roth. Yeah. How would Eli Roth, man? Anyway. Um, <laughs> He's got this, he's like, oh, I'm so deep and spooky. It's like, Eli Roth, shut up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, we're kindred spirits. Can you believe it? What's that? We're kindred spirits. Yeah. Chelsea and I want to eat sharks and disregard <laughs> Eli Roth. Anyway, uh, so that first shark attack scene where the girl is getting pulled across the water like she's on a track, I thought that was funny. I, I kind of left at that. I think it was like slapstick comedy. It was like, whoa, whoa, ah, and then she hits the buoy. Like, I didn't find that terrifying. Um, when the kid got ate, I thought that was just sad. Like, I, like, like I, I always find, like, whenever, you can kill adult people in the movie all day long. I'm pretty much desensitized to it. But when you kill a child, I'm like, oh, what? Like, like that to me is lazy movie making because it's like, you you need to remind us that it's sad when people die. Oh, I guess no. I guess it actually worked. Now that I said that as a sentence. Um, so so you you're you're going right from uh, the young swimmer to the wee Kittner boy, skipping over Pippin entirely. Yeah. What's what about Pippin? the dog, Tom? What dog? 
the dog did, did you miss the dog that yeah the black dog that uh got uh it was they were what throwing the stick and it went yeah. in the ocean and the, only the, the, the young stick hippie came back. gentleman throwing the stick for pippin yeah oh okay i didn't that even i mean you don't see it yeah the dog getting eaten i i for some i thought that like at that but the, the middle like, pippin ran away the half part the the first half of that movie was so boring that like i feel like there were so many pointless scenes. I thought that was just a pointless scene showing us that people in New England have dogs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, fair. I mean. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, 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 in the time of Corona, you didn't focus on Mayor Vaughn. Oh no! I I I, I know town council people refusing to close the beaches because they got money coming. Yeah, that I I know like I that I can see that I know people have made that comparison. I can definitely see that, um, but even that they overdid because it was like there were like five scenes when you know young, handsome, charming Richard Dreyfus decided, oh, I know what awkward people do. They grow the sides of their hair out and twitch their heads sometimes. Uh, so by the way, I hate acting. We should get it. We should. We should get this out of the way real quick, because I'm married. Before, to a before great... we do that, um, yeah, uh, your your lovely wife uh, has acted. That's what oh, she's about to unpack. <laughs> yeah, she's a very talented professional actress, and all her friends are actors. And I hate acting. Let me tell you why I hate acting. Because if I notice that you're acting, that's bad acting, and all it does is take me back to the acting classes I took in college as electives because they were easy. Because it would just be like. I had a um, I had several acting teachers, so there's plausible deniability here in case any one of them is a fan of the Spooky Doings podcast. But it was always just I expect like, you to plug the episodes when they're making lists. Of course. So it was always like, make a choice. And when I see actors making choices, I know they're making a choice. Like that, like there was that, and I and like I see their thought process going. Like there was at some point, you know, this actor was like, oh man, you know, it would be awesome if I move my glasses when I'm thinking, or this person that I'm playing wears their hat slightly off to the side. Oh, what I, all the physical things that they're like, this is my character and this, yes. I, I see what you're saying. I hate acting. So uh, there was a lot of acting in this movie. Um, <laughs> Damn it to hell for having acting. Uh, the, oh, that's, oh, I mean, I'm gonna skip, I don't know if we're trying to go frame by frame, but that scene in the boat when they were all talking about their battle scars, oh, there was so much acting. Like, and also that scene was 25 minutes. That was a yeah. long scene. I get it. You get hurt sometimes in the course of your marine biologist slash ocean mercenary jobs. Like, <laughs> so I have a question so you, regarding... Um, were you about to quote the movie, Rick? It sounded like you were about to say a quote. I was about to do oh, a Quint impression. Yeah. Ask if Tom enjoyed the Indianapolis speech. I heard the beginning of your Quint impression. Clearly, I think he on. did not. <laughs> but the question I wanted to ask um, regarding not liking acting. Yeah. Do you, when you watch movies, do you almost intentionally find like, like popcorn movies, like movies that it, you're not really concerned about this person trying to like give an Oscar worthy performance or award worthy performance. Do you enjoy like bad acting or like really cheesy acting? I can Do you just already find it cheesy? I no, I appreciate cheesy. I, I like when the, like, there are several movies that are good examples of this like, and they're not bad. They're actually very good movies. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a good one. Um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Baby Driver is a good one, even mm -hmm. though I, I don't think that movie was a good movie overall, uh, where at some point the director or maybe the actors at a team, as a team decide that the writing either needs to be this cheesy in order to make, like they, they make the decision, everybody's going on the cheese train. I love that. I, I like that like kitschy aesthetic, like Edward Scissorhands is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. um, I love that kitschy aesthetic because nobody's trying to act my favorite acting, honestly, I like, um, what's his name? Uh, Joe Swanberg, I think his name is, his movies. He does movies uh, that are all, he has a show on Netflix called Easy. They're all like mostly improvised. 
Um, he did a movie called Drinking oh, Buddies. Oh, he did Drinking Buddies. I love yeah. Drinking Buddies. Okay. I love that because it feels real to me. And mm-hmm. it's mostly because I think that they don't have lines to memorize, so they didn't have time to make these ridiculous actor choices. Uh, those are really good. I like, I also like boring things. And that's, a, as I've said before, and those movies have a tendency to be pretty boring. So, but I like that in a good way. Um, it seems that your main problem is scripts. And it's why I'm thankful we do improv together. Yeah, no, I hate scripts. I hate, I, uh, I hate, <laughs> and I, have, I, I write, you know, as well, but I, 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 no, no, I hate acting. No, I like scripts. Good scripts I like. I hate acting. I hate, you know, the choices. Um, you know, what, what's a good example of that? Uh, you know who's excellent at it, though? Um, there are so many actors who are good at it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, J.K. Simmons? Yeah. Oh, I love J.K. Simmons, yeah. He makes those choices, but he doesn't overdo it. He doesn't make you, he doesn't like wink at you like, look at this choice I'm making. Like, yeah. oh, you know, he's like, so- Like, look how much thought and creativity I put into this. Yeah, so he, he's really good at that. So I like him a lot. I, I don't like anybody who like shows off their acting um, by, you know, throwing it in your face because as if they want you to say, oh, I see what he did there that character walks with a limp like yeah (laughs) no I know exactly what you're talking about I feel like there's an example of that on the tip of my tongue when it comes to making a certain like aesthetic choice because I know that there's a lot of actors that do that and it it doesn't necessarily bother me but it might now (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I've ruined movies for you that's really (laughs) you've also started not only do we have a feud with Joe Rogan every goddamn actor in this world is gonna come after us no (laughs) okay so back back to jaws yeah um were you frightened at any points the only time that i was really scared was the i thought the last jaws was kind of like rocky where i would and i love rocky um where i would say a good 50 minutes of that movie is completely expendable. But then the last 20 minutes makes up for it so hard. Like the, 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 the fight scene with the shark was great. Like that last time, like from the moment the shark, they started shooting harpoons at the shark and to the minus the scene where they're all singing or whatever, uh, to the end where they finally blow him up with, I mean, if, I'm pretty sure if you shoot an oxygen tank, it does not explode in that manner, but whatever. I'll, no. I'll suspend disbelief for Steven Spielberg. Uh, the, that whole sequence, the shark in the cage, I thought that was very scary. Um, that really made me uncomfortable. That, that brought back some of the visceral shark fear. Uh, so that was cool. But like the, the, the stuff that everybody talks about being so scary and suspenseful when you don't see the sharks, I think that people who... I was telling my friend who's a big movie buff and loves acting. Uh, I was telling him that I was about to watch Jaws and he was like, oh, you know, Steven Spielberg wanted the shark to be throughout the whole movie, but they couldn't get the shark to work. And that's why it's so suspenseful. And like, everybody thinks that's, that's so brilliant. That's, that's not brilliant to me. Like the stuff where like people are just getting sucked underwater. That didn't scare me. Uh, what scared me was when I saw a big shark. <laughs> so I'm the wrong audience for films, really, when it comes down to it. <laughs> well, I'm glad I invited you to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. No, yeah, no, everybody knows at this point the shark didn't work for most of the production. So they had to improvise, and that, that's where the music comes in from the point of view of the shark. Because otherwise, like you say, you, you do have three people on a boat. Uh, figuring things out and uh, watching the extras of that film, uh, you know, being like post hippie young film crew uh, near water, near beaches, uh, a lot of reefer and fucking, according to Richard Dreyfus. By uh, the way, not to break the fourth wall, um, but you're gonna. Could you can you hear my wife' personal train in the other room? I cannot. Good, good. Okay, this is more. So. Because it, it'd be weird if, if I was like, yeah, you know, the thing about acting is, and then your audience just hears, okay, five more jumping jacks. Because that's what... 
<laughs> you don't consider it weird if the people that she's uh, training at this moment overhear you saying how much you hate actors. Oh, they've heard me hate, say so many things. Like, oh, okay. they've, the, I've, you know, been shirtless. I've just kind of walked past the screen, not realizing that she's training somebody. And I just kind of walked past in my underwear. That's happened once, I think. Um, they've seen me in various stages of undress in the reflection of the television while she's training. I, I at this point, it's like, this is pandemic life. You're in my house. <laughs> How it is. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Jaws. So yes, <laughs> yes. Um, the thoughts on yeah. uh, uh, on some of the cast members. Let's go with ladies first, and Lorraine Gray, who played Ellen Birdie. She was fine. Like uh, in keeping with most seventy movies I've seen, the female characters weren't doing much. It was mostly like, "Oh, honey, are you doing something dangerous? Can I make you tea?" Like they, they could have really given her something else to do. <laughs> Uh, I don't want our son to be scared of sharks. Why not? It seems like a great thing to be scared of, especially since everybody's getting ate by them right now. Like there could be a lot of worse things. Yeah. He, I mean, if that's gonna if that's gonna be his quirk, he's scared of sharks. Fine, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and that I think that was the only lady in the film with lines besides the the besides Mrs. Kittner. Yeah. I did. I did love. I did love uh, in the town hall meeting. Uh, and I mentioned this on our quarantine films episode, when they talk about closing the beaches and Mayor Vaughn says only 24 hours, you hear some 1970s Karen shout out, 24 hours, that's like three weeks. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, and, and watching that months back uh, it, as part of my quarantine uh, film, I've broken 700 at this point. Uh, just how much different is your life though rick i was wondering that like if you like just were not counting your films would you normally watch 700 films in nine months no not at all <laughs> not at all if, if i'd hope i would be working <laughs> and and not have hours free to average at least two movies a day and i try to aim for one that i've never seen before daily <laughs> if possible where are you getting all these movies? Are they all uh, streaming? But, streaming, DVD, uh, I've busted out VHS from time to time, just because. Well, I admire you for still having a working VCR at your disposal. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I, I was, I knew a lot of people, it started, people were binging shows and for some reason, making bread became a thing. Uh, and I'm like, I'm curious what people are watching. So uh, I've never watched Deep Red before. Let's start here. And now it's December. Um, okay. So. Can we talk about the music? Because music is probably the one thing I do have a legitimate expertise in. Yeah, we did that um, on the sub, remember? <laughs> yeah. No, but about so, the music in Jaws, yeah. I have never seen Jaws. And I want to I just make this a personal apology to John Williams. Because... <laughs> He has been getting made fun of that, you know, minor second. Like people are like, oh, John Williams got paid all this money to write two notes. Um, that is not true. The music to Jaws is actually really quite elaborate and effective. Uh, it starts with the two notes, but then he adds in a whole bunch of orchestration. There is a very, there are themes for individual situations. It is very good film scoring. So all you people making fun of, uh, John Williams' score for Jaws through memes, shut up, because he did a great job. How many people are doing this? Because the only person I've heard make fun of John Williams was you, and I love that you pointed out that he kind of plagiarized the Star Wars theme. But he did. He, did. he definitely plagiarized Star Wars, but... There's quite a few uh, people that do. Um, okay, that I missed made it. Fun of him. Oh, yeah. Well, well especially you're banned if you're from in, Twitter, like, my kind of, dude. I am. If you follow the kind of, you know, bandy-leg classical music nerds that I do on Twitter, you will see a lot of making fun of John Williams. Uh, but yeah, every, he gets a lot of credit for Star Wars, which is a very effective score, but was kind of plagiarized. Um, and the, the score for Jaws, I believe, is much more, much more original. So good for you, John Williams. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, well, clearly you are fond of Richard Dreyfuss quite a bit. I, I've never really understood Richard Dreyfuss. I, he was good in Mr. Holland's Opus, but like 
other than that, I've never really seen a role where I thought he really shined. And a lot of why he was good in Mr. Holland's Opus is because at that point in his life, he looked like a music teacher. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, and I say this as a career music educator, there, are, there is nobody who strikes the balance, of, possibly improvisers, but there is nobody else who strikes this balance of being so uncool, but thinking they are so cool simultaneously as music teachers. Music teachers and improvisers. And I am both of those things. So I can say, I can say that confidently. Um, um, check out his performance as Dick Cheney in W. It's fucking terrifying. I'm st- oh, that, I mean, yeah, maybe that could be good. I, I, I am still frightened of, of Richard Dreyfus because of that. So earlier when you described him as handsome, parts of me shriveled in, in, in terror. He was a handsome young man. He, he was, was a handsome young man. Yeah. Also, my favorite Richard Dreyfus performance is What About Bob? And it will always be that. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. You're saying he could not surpass that? No. No, it was his peak. What About Bob is a fantastic film. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Tom. It's with, uh, it's with Bill Murray. Um, and he's one of uh, Richard Dreyfus's characters is a, is a psychologist or psychiatrist. And... Um, Bill Murray is one of his patients and Bill Murray uh, follows him to his family vacation and the family loves him and they, you know, invite him to stay over. And it's a very, it's a very quirky, like typical eighties trope um, of like just an unhinged, but very funny man, like in the, and the uh, wife and kids love him. And Richard Dreyfuss is like, get out of my life. You're ruining my life. And it's Richard Dreyfuss just going uh, crazier and crazier. Um, It's funny. It's a very funny movie. I feel like he probably really acts in that movie. He does really act in it. Yeah. There's a lot of acting by him, especially in the third act. It's, it's hardcore acting, I would say. Any thoughts on uh, Roy Shatter and his performances, Chief Brody? Fine. Like, <laughs> he was good, I guess. It was a lot of him just looking wistfully at water. Um, I don't know. He was all right, you know? What else but are you going to do if the shark don't work? Just angrily drinking. You know, I, I again, I don't understand a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> they're also... Get, oh, you know, you know what bothers me about you? the ending, the Jaws. I think is one of the one of the worst endings of a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're no just question. like, oh, what happened to what happened to Quinn? Nah, he died. Huh? Oh, well, you still alive. Let's go for a swim. You, oh, you 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 mean the the proper ending? I thought you meant the shark explodes. Because it's one of those very very few movies where the movie is better than the book, but the ending in the book is better than the movie. How's the book end? I'm never going to read this book. Um, well, I dislike the book because there is uh, uh, Ellen ends up cheating on the chief with Matt, Matt Hooper. Is generous? Yeah. No, uh, Ellen Brown. That'd be, that'd be quite, that'd be a double twist. <laughs> we, I, I have long wanted an all-female remake of Jaws. Let's get Ellen generous. No, no, we don't like I, I, want, I want Helen Mirren to play Quint in this uh, remake. Mrs. Brody yeah, Mrs. Brody fucks Eats. Matt Hooper. What? What? Yeah. How did that even come up? They apparently yeah, kind of about? grew up in the same town, and that leads to liaison. So there's a lot of tension between Hooper and Brody on the boat. But because in real life, Robert Shaw was uh, an awful alcoholic who just decided he didn't like Richard Dreyfus, that's why there was that tension between uh, Hooper and Quint. Oh, they didn't like oh, each other? They fucking hated each other. That's nice to know. Right. And the book ends, uh, Hooper dies in the cage. Really? Yes. Uh, they bring the orca into shore. They go out the following day to finish things. That's when the shark uh, takes the boat down. Who, uh, Quint gets his foot caught in one of the ropes attached to the barrels. So as the orca's sinking, Brody sees the fin coming towards him, and then it just sinks. And the shark is dying from all of the abuse that they've put into the shark, and it's dragging a still-alive Quint 
to the bottom of the ocean, still caught up in that rope. So Brody is the only one who lives at the end Brody of the Brody is the only one that survives, yes. Is the book told from his point of view? Um, no, it's more like of a universal narrator. It's a third-person omniscient, if you will? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, much more succinct than I thought. But yeah, what, what were your thoughts on Robert Shaw as he played my favorite character, Captain Quinn, Quinn. we're talking about, right? Yes. I thought he was the actoriest actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was drunk I, the whole time. I felt nothing watching him get an eaten asshole first by a monster shark. <laughs> no, 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 the foots get in there first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I, I, I watched this movie as a kid and um, it, I watch it every, every year as an adult. Uh, and I don't think I've ever, even when I first watched it, his death was never devastating to me. And I don't know was it supposed to be devastating or was it just supposed to raise the stakes a little bit, get some action in there? I think definitely for that time, audiences that had never seen shit like this happening, that yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Cause, you know, I think you it was got... a good warning sign to assholes because like, I think that there are a lot of people in the world who really value their assholeness, who like think it's the most interesting part of their personality. Yeah. And that was very true in a lot of ways. And then after he got eaten by a 25-foot prehistoric monster, literally nobody cared. Even the people <laughs> he bonded with. He went with swimming again. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's what happens to assholes. So listen, yeah. for any of you assholes yeah. listening to the Spooky Doings podcast, uh, don't be assholes or else nobody will care when you die. Nobody okay. will mourn your death. I'd yeah. like to state for the record, all of our listeners are awesome. And there's not an asshole in the bunch because Chelsea and I have ostracized them months ago. <laughs> I don't know if anybody lingered that still is an asshole, you know, maybe they're a so, masochist as well. I have heard that uh, somewhere out in America, you can attend, or prior to COVID, you could attend screenings of Jaws uh, seated in the inner tube whilst in a lake and or a pool. Would oh, either of these... Cool. I haven't seen Lake. That's okay. I wouldn't do Lake. Hell no. Would either of these interest any of you? Because I know yeah. I would love to. I would do that. I would do that in the lake. In fact, I'd be less interested to do that in the pool. I would want to do it in the lake. Uh, Much like acting, I crave authentic experiences. There you go. Well, you would do realize if I were there with you, I would swim beneath you and bite you on the ass. I would notice that. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be like, where's Rick? Yeah. Chomp. <laughs> I don't think, no, I think, I mean, I swimmed, swimmed. Swimmed. God. Swam. 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 <laughs> I swam in lakes um, as a kid and like in creeks and rivers and stuff. And it's so disgusting. Like I remember I wore a white bathing suit once and it came out brown and it Ugh. never washed out. Like it's disgusting. I mean, public pools are disgusting as well. So I don't think you're winning either way. But I just don't know if I would enjoy my time knowing that there's potentially like, you know, little fish nibbling on my dead skin. And uh, there are people that pay good money for that. So I they do. They do. I would actually like to try that. Um, maybe maybe you can. Compromise. We'll do it in like a in like a small boat. Yeah. See, no. I'd watch it in a boat. That'd be fun. I love boats. No, you have to be wet. You, you, you can to, you can still get wet. You, I, I feel you need to be mostly in the water. I would just like throw a bucket of water on you every. We like clip just the last five seconds as the as the. <laughs> where, I, where I said I feel you have to be wet. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the mini. Yeah. And Chelsea, <laughs> you handle the editing. If you want, if you want to like take that and copy it. Put it on the end of the episode after the music. I'm fine with that. No, I think I'm going to put it before. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the clip, then the music, yeah. then we officially start. Whatever you want to do, I'm, I, I'm fine with it. I have uh, the power. I'm sure you all know this. As somebody who grew up on Long Island, um, Jaws is based on something that happened here. In yeah. 1916 or something, there was a shark that ate like 14 people. Damn. See? Oh my God. Violent. That was a, a very aggressive bull shark in the Long Island Sound, if I'm not mistaken. Was it the Did Long it? Island Sound? That makes sense, I guess. Did it I mean, kill it could be any ocean. 
did it kill 14 people like at once was it throughout yes, it a few like days that would have been <laughs> no like, over a course of time I think it was I just have, a massacre i think i have the book somewhere uh, that that chronicles this these happenings i'm just trying to imagine that happening just people swearing like the struggles ah, ah exactly but there was some reason when you said the shark killed 14 people i just imagined 14 people just at once in a row in a row <laughs> they couldn't swim away fast enough and he got him next it all happens in the span of like two minutes well, as, as someone who has established that you, you're probably the wrong person for film and you enjoy boring things, would yeah. you consider watching the sequels? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I can't imagine that that would be any better. I know that the fourth one is in 3D, which is stupid. No, that's the third one. And oh, is it? Okay, that makes more that's sense. That's the worst yeah. of the bunch. The fourth one I just watched recently because I could, and it is a Christmas film. Um, is it? Yes. Yes, Jingle Jaws? Mm -hmm. Jaws the Revenge posits the idea that a shark with its tiny brain would deliberately target members of the Brody family. So much so that it followed Ellen Brody from Amity Island in the Northeast United States to the Bahamas. And the shark roars. Was she still married to Brody at the time, or did she? No, uh, Roy Scheider didn't even want to come back for the second one, but they got him. Did he come back for the second? For some contractual thing, yes. Oh. Michael Caine's in the movie. He refused to blink because he thought it makes him look wimpy. Choice. He, that, he yeah, says that's, that's choice. his choice. He says, "I've never seen the movie, but the house it paid for is fantastic." Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, I love that flex. What else? And depending on where you see it, there are several versions of Jaws the Revenge. I remember as a kid. It's like Clue? Yes. The, there are <laughs> versions where Mario Van Peebles' character dies. There are other versions where he lives. And the ending of the movie is they put some device in the shark that shocks it, and Ellen Brody kind of steers the bow of the, the sailboat into the shark, so it's kind of stabbed. However, just the other day, whereas every previous version, the shark is stabbed, a lot of blood, the bow breaks off, and the shark sinks. This cut made it look like it caused the shark to explode. So this is the third version of this film that I've seen. Did they explain what happened to the Brody's No, shark? no, they don't explain why the shark roars. They don't explain anything. It roars? Yes. This movie, it, there's a how did this get made about it? The movie is next level bonkers. To use their phrase, it's fucking accurate. It's insane. But Chelsea, as a lover of Christmas, I know you are getting together with our movie club. You friends. said lover of Christmas as yeah. though like the last part of that sentence was going to be like, as a lover of serial killers. Yes. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> as someone who loves incest sincerely, what would you? <laughs> no, I, I would never accuse her of being George Lucas. But... <laughs> As a lover of Christmas, I know Chelsea's going to be getting together with our movie club for specifically for Christmas films. I and Beautiful Lady will be abstaining. Um, you might want to suggest Jaws the Revenge as one of those films. Hmm. Think about it. You will, you will meet resistance from these people, All but it does fit the criteria. Because they're going to know that you're, it's from you. Well, that's the thing. If People were watching that atypical Christmas, Christmas films, season. yeah, like Less Than Zero or Eyes Wide Shut. I'd probably join you, but if you're just gonna watch White Christmas, well, we're not gonna watch White Christmas. That is not, not the no. only Christmas movie that exists. I don't even like White Christmas. No one does really. <laughs> the people who do like it just, I don't know, drink heavily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are dead because that movie's from the 30s or something. Exactly. Yeah, that too. There's better movies. There's Home Alone, damn it. It's a great film. Home Alone's a good movie. It's so good. It, I, don't, it, I enjoyed it as a kid, but I've gotten to the point where I need to hear Joe Pesci call someone a motherfucker. I know. He yeah. tried to in his mumblings. There is a new horror movie that is basically Home Alone with like PG-13 sexualness. Um, it's a kid with a hot babysitter setting. Oh, better watch out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that movie's crazy. That came out a couple of years ago. Oh, is it not? I just heard about it the other day. I'm it's obviously not. It's yeah, good. I'm obviously not a film buff. It's good. It's crazy, and they do a lot of like, yeah, they do the whole thing where if you with actually got hit with a paint can, it wouldn't just like knock you out. It would actually engrave into your face. If it, 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 it's Home Alone, if the boy uh, was chock full of psychotic, murderous, toxic masculinity. Oh, Kevin was. I mean, maybe not the toxic masculinity, but he was, like, setting up needles for them to step on. And in Home Alone 2, they should have been dead. The things that he did to those yeah. robbers in Home Alone 2 is straight up, how, how are you alive? I don't know. I love it. A lot of people, I've told you this before, Rick, that um, funny theory of everyone saying uh, Kevin is Jigsaw <laughs> from the Saw <laughs> movies, and that's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I, I love how you accuse Kevin, what's his name, of toxic masculinity as though every 11-year-old boy is not a sociopath. I know, that's true. They do, <laughs> like, they either grow out of it or it stays. Or don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's one there, or the other. There, there's some sensitive ones out there. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure they still are. I mean, they still but, suck, but they're yeah. sensitive. All right. So, uh, yeah. God. <laughs> so this, this did not go anywhere near what I had expected as far as the conversation went. But you thought I would just be legitimately scared by watching Brody find creative ways to smoke cigarettes? I thought <laughs> that you'd find joy in film. Clearly I, was I thought wrong. you'd find joy in film. <laughs> I think there are movies I really like. Um, but not, it's, the movies I really like, I like movies about, I like boring movies. I like movies about like smart people figuring things out. Like, I love that. Um, <laughs> well, I've seen a movie with you, Tom. We saw uh, It, Chapter One. I loved it. I thought yeah, it was great. We yeah. saw that together. I still have not seen Chapter Two, but I, I thought It was very good. because. Well, it, like chapter two actually you can do a double feature because it would have been the reason why it was good and this is my problem with horror movies specifically is like a lot of horror movies don't try to be good movies it was also a good movie like if you took out all the horrifying clown stuff that would have been a really good coming of age movie with mm -hmm. just these kids hanging out um because they wrote out stephen king's really creepy pervy stuff yeah like the but like I, I think the last time I was on Spooky Doings, I, I told Rick this. I was like, why do horror fans, why are they so okay with a movie being bad? Like, why is there, why, why can we, why do they not care about acting? Why do they not you, care you, about... You, you've asked this before, and I don't think that is correct. We do like the good ones, but there is something, we will watch the bad ones and we will warn our friends uh, not to watch them, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, back in the day when there'd be, you know, like underground bands or just, uh, you know, not so many mainstream bands. We're going to put on that record and we're going to give it a listen because you never know when you're going to find that gem and then it, you're in on a secret, but you, you will sift through some bullshit to get to it. But, you know, it's subjective. What I think is uh, there might be someone out there whose favorite Jaws film is Jaws the Revenge, or even the third one, which is just Dennis Quaid on cocaine in 3D. <laughs> and, and, and zero understanding about the family dynamic of sharks, meaning there is none whatsoever. When did, uh, when did Steven Spielberg tap out? When did he stop directing? It didn't even go back for the second one. Yeah. How early was this in his career? Was this his first big film? I think it was. It, certainly his first big film created the summer blockbuster, but I think it might have been his second feature, to be honest with you. Uh, the guy who directed Spider-Man did a horror movie. Uh, which, which, which director? Because as we know, there have been several Spider-Mans. Uh, the one who did Evil Dead? Sam Raimi, yes, yes. Yeah. That movie was weird. I saw that this Halloween season. I, I like to watch a few horror movies during the Halloween season. That movie was strange. Um, Very strange, strange film. Yeah. It, it, and what, while I was, I mean, spoilers to anybody in the Spooky Doings Contest. <laughs> but uh, while I was watching um, that lady get violated by trees 
Yeah. All I can think to myself is this is how this person broke into the movie business. And he one day got hired to direct the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Perseverance. Pay the- Jaws was Spielberg's second feature. He mostly did TV before that. And there was the first feature. Yeah. Uh, Sugarland something or other. Oh, that was a great movie. Oh, yeah. Sugarland. No, I'm just kidding. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> no, no one's even heard of it. So, as we land this this plane, uh, Tom, anything you want to plug or let people know where they can find you? I want to find you on the social medias. Uh, yeah, okay. you if, you, if you want to watch me, if you want to watch me retweet, um, you know, memes about classical music, you can follow me at Tom Rizzuto on Twitter. Uh, if we are friends personally, you can friend me on Facebook. I suppose. Also, Tom Rizzuto, because that's my name. Uh, that, I'm not promoting anything. There's nothing. There's nothing going. I have a TED talk. Watch my TED talk. I'm trying to get it above 2,000 views. I think that would be really a great treat for me for the holiday season. It's a great so, TED talk. I will plug that as well. I enjoyed oh, it. Thank you. It's it's called Understanding the Music That Divides Us. Um, you once spoke about doing your own podcast, but I guess with a dissertation. Oh, I got into a doctoral program, so that yeah, there's no time no, to do anything no. like that. There's no time to listen to podcasts. There's certainly no time to produce. (laughs) Getting a doctorate is like, remember when you were, you know, in school and everything was mostly fine, except there was like two weeks a year where things were just crazy. Every week is those two weeks. And they want, and they just kind of like, I'm doing my dissertation now, which means I have to make three people happy at once, which is not possible. So... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Rick, your your significant other has a doctorate. She knows yes. what this yes. is. <laughs> That's why I sympathize with your lovely wife so much. And I'm like, uh, Jennifer, if it, if it gets a little rough, uh, give me a call. I've been where you have been. <laughs> yes. Well, somebody, a client of hers said, uh, you know, basically just said, well, just don't get divorced and you'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Solid, solid advice. You yeah. just got to support. Chelsea, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just look up Chelsea Bennington and I am right there. Cool. And you can always check out Spooky Doings on Instagram for podcast stuff. Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. One day we'll do a show and Tom will be there. And Tom will be on stage saying very, very funny things uh, as I do weird stuff in his uh, immediate proximity. Have you you thought about how unfunny we're all going to be when we finally get to do that again? Oh, it's going to be Not even a little, no. (laughs) I am... So weird. I believe that first show is going to be sloppy punk rock improv because how many people are actually like flexing those improv muscles and using those improv skills. But the fact that we'll be together for the first time, uh, we're not going to give a shit. We're just going to be riding that happy wave. And, and it's a free show in the basement of a bar that may not even be there when this is over. But we'll find a spot. Spooky doings will not die because I won't let it. Oh, how gross was that basement, though? Like if <laughs> I would gladly kiss that filthy stage if I <laughs> just to be on the <laughs> I mean, have the we look have on we, Chelsea's face when I said that? Disgusting. Have we developed a you know um, a conspiracy theory about the fact that the place where we used to do this was had crown in the name and Corona means crown? <gasps> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> See, that's Why, that's hard movie I've seen. the last time we were there. I don't know where that ties in, but that's just that's why there weren't any chairs. That's right. They were preparing. (laughs) (laughs) To our listeners, you can speculate and uh, send us your conspiracy theories, if you want, of uh, how improv and corona may have been related. But until then, thank you for coming on the show, Tom. Hey, thank you for having me. In a way that only you can. It's been fun hanging out with you guys again. Um, Chelsea, happy holidays. Rick, also have a nice couple of weeks. <laughs> also also enjoy life <laughs> have a have some days <laughs> yeah no this is this is great um i'm glad we did this talked about jaws it was 
It was a nice throwback because I do miss improv and I miss you, Tom. I miss your wife a little bit more, but I miss you. <laughs> I, I miss her too. I haven't really seen her. Wouldn't like, <laughs> <laughs> this just be a horrible way to tell you that we got divorced? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can leave. Yeah. You know, I've had someone do that to me before. I've told them like, oh my God, I miss hanging out with you and your husband. And I get this text and it's like, we need to talk. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, they don't want to be friends with me anymore. I thought they were breaking up with me. And then I see her and she's like, they were still living together. And she was like, yeah, we're getting a divorce. And I know the three of us were going to hang out, but I'm actually going out. So you two can still hang out. It was the most awkward night of my life. Anyway, but a segue that had to happen because I have had somebody awkwardly tell me, oh, we're getting divorced. So many, uh, yeah, so many relationships did not survive this quarantine situation. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Still going strong. Anyway, uh, just to make it uh, even more awkward, but to make uh, Chelsea's life a little bit easier with editing, uh, I feel that you have to be wet and stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. Until next time. Bye.